Welcome to the Ralph Moore Podcast. Gain a leadership advantage as Ralph pulls wisdom from his bag of over 50 years experience in planting and leading multiplying churches. Our goal is to help you live as a leader you'd want to follow. You'll learn about making disciples and planting churches, but beyond that, you'll gain practical wisdom about subjects like how to manage your team, handling difficult people, pulling a congregation off a growth plateau, and even money management. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm interviewing a very good friend of mine, Danny Bennett. He's a pastor of Hope Church in Santa Cruz, California. It's a surfer, skater church. A lot of young people, a lot of life. Some pretty incredible things. This is going to end up being a three-part podcast. There's so many good things that God is doing. We're going to start out with the story of what they're doing right now in Portland, Oregon from Santa Cruz. And then we'll get into, in the next podcast, the beginning of the church and some exciting things that God has done through COVID. The real estate transfer, somebody gave them a building. Very, very intriguing story. And then somebody gave them another building, and that'll be part three of the podcast. There's some wisdom to be gleaned from this real estate transfer that's going on across our country. And to learn how COVID has accelerated these things, I think that there are lessons for all of us in this. Whether you've been a pastor a long time or you're brand new at it, uh, there are some things that you need to know. And Danny's going to unlock some doors for you. Enjoy. Yeah, well, I'll talk about um, the new church. It's it's um, kind of goes back a ways, you know, and I, I think that in surfing, you know, there's this, there's these different kind of swells that you experience, right? When the waves are really good, you're looking for a long period swell. Short period swell is like when there's kind of like when local, you know, in local sea and it's, it's, you know, bringing lots of waves, but they're not real powerful, but the real powerful swells, like, you know, back when you're in Hawaii, those wintertime pipeline, Waimea, they're called long period swells. They come from a long, long ways away. The joke is the set from Tibet, you know, they're coming from the South China sea, or, you know, from New Zealand, sometimes the South Wells. So all that to say, um, you know, when you're dealing with a church planner and you see something that where there's some groundswell, there's something that's been year in the, years in the making. And so my, my friend, Joe, he worked with us for five years here. He used to be a former, he was a former professional skateboarder. And that's how I knew him when I was a kid. I came, you know, I was the surfer skater kid. And I was going on the wrong path. And I found Christ at the church that had skate ramps and free pizza and joe uh at the time was a pro skater and he he started coming around and getting involved and so we became really good friends there and we've just stayed in touch all these years he's always had a heart for ministry but he's never uh, pastored in a local church so he's done some parachurch ministries and at the time he was actually working for billy graham and uh, we called him and said hey would you consider taking less money and coming to santa cruz out here with us and um you know, the most expensive place, one of the most expensive places in the nation. It's ridiculous. And so he, they said yes. And so like that whole time, you know, just working with him and, you know, seeing the calling of God in his life. And, and then um, a couple years back, I was on a sabbatical. I was actually staying with our family on the North shore of Oahu. And I had a dream about Joe like preaching at a church in Portland, Oregon. And it was the weirdest thing, you know, kind of like, I'm like, God, don't you know, I'm on sabbatical. I don't want to have these dreams right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, what I'm talking about, 
can't you wait till I get back from my vacation? I get it. So I came back and um, Joe and I are, you know, we're catching up and he um, said something about Portland because his daughter uh, was thinking about going to school up there. She maybe she'd already left to go to school up there. And I was like, hey, you guys ever thought about pastoring in Portland? And he says to me, yeah, actually, I had a dream about it. Oh, my gosh. And my daughter, Lauren, had a dream about it. Right. So he had a dream and I was like, you know, not even in the same place. And I had a dream right about the same time. And uh, so we're like, oh, wow, we better we better pay attention to this. Yeah. And, you know, it's not it wasn't like out of the blue, because as in the beginning of our church, we've had that vision to be a multiplying church, you know, which is crazy. You know, looking back, thinking I'm in my living room with 22 people. I'd never planted a church. But how audacious is that to say we, we're called to plant churches and multiply churches and, you know, we're going to change the world, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's always been in heart, right? <laughs> no, I totally understand. I, I was with a bunch of people last night. There are like 40 people there. And, and they actually are. They planted four churches in 18 months. And, you know, and the pastor, he's, he's probably 50 years old, uh, surfer, skater. But there's all these young surfer kids in there. I mean, like one guy, 19 years old, started a church and a coffee shop. And there's 40 people going on. So, you know, you get this thing of we have nothing but the Lord and a vision. And, and it, go on. I'm sorry for interrupting you. That, but that's that works. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Like at the time, it just seems so natural to say it. But I'm looking back going, that was just totally really audacious of me to say that but that was that's always been in our hearts so when he you know started praying about that and we began to pray about it together as a church and then we took a pilot trip up there and they moved up there over a year ago january pre-pandemic <laughs> and we thought it was going to be in the south waterfront because we were off we found a really great location with parking and there's no churches in the south waterfront so we're uh -huh. like yeah sweet so they moved there they got his wife got a job there um he was going to work at one of the local breweries there and then all of a sudden they moved there and it was like all of their connections this is still pre-pandemic within like just a few months before all of their connections were in the Montevilla kind of northeast part of Portland over there and being a skater, Joe was helping out with skate church. And, and then, uh, then, so they decided to move, they moved. And like, it was like the week that they moved, everything shut down. Yeah. So they're like, what can we, what can we do? How do you meet people? How do you meet new people? Yeah. And so Joe and uh, this other uh, professional skateboarder named Richard Mulder, he lives in Huntington beach. One night they were just, they're just kind of like, chatting on facetime and, and i think richard said hey have you ever tried doing the face uh instagram live right where you share the screen yeah. so they tried it and they got a bunch of people on there talking with them and they kind of did like this little just impromptu bible study and they had a ton of people show up they both have a pretty good social media following so then they had this idea um that later they called mess halls and they they started launching these zoom you know, they didn't call it a Bible study. It's a mess hall. It's like, let's come and bring your life. Let's share life, you know, build community. And um, I think they use the word uh, explore ancient paths, sacred text, you know, because they, they don't want to scare off people who are scared of like Christians, you know, 
So they started doing these things. I think they've got like five or six of them now. One of them's based out of Stockholm, Sweden, which will probably become, maybe will become a church. One of them's based out of Huntington Beach, will, will maybe become a, a in-person gathering as well. Church, if you will. I mean, it's already a church, right? But yeah, yeah. In, the, in the sense of an online micro church, but it may have a, an in-person. Isn't that the crazy thing now is now that we're defining ourselves as churches. Currently, I'm an outdoor church and we have online options and we're considering indoor options at some point in the future (laughs) yeah the guy the guys that i know that are are really cranking have seen COVID as an opportunity instead of an obstacle and Mm. and they're they're looking at we're an online church and we we have an indoor option one guy uh in hawaii uh bought 11 acres if you know uh a couple of second city and they're like yep. half mile from the civic center, this piece of property and COVID hits wow. and he goes online and he went to the architect and said, burn the plans. We're starting over and we're, we're going to build uh, an indoor sports complex. We're going to do uh, like a drama school for kids, several things like this. And then we want some wow. space where people could meet on the weekend. And so their, their mammoth church building turned into something different. And he went to his staff and said, uh, we're we're now going to budget time and money. Eighty percent goes online. If you're not comfortable with that, you probably need to get another job. And several people quit. This is a big church. I got another wow. friend in in North Omaha, Nebraska, African American, very poor community. They already were planting churches like crazy, but they they've gone international. They're in in Harare, Zimbabwe. They're in Uganda. They're in in London, England, and he's figured out how to to do what you guys are obviously talking about, to find it, to figure out who, after we attract this little bunch of people, who do we disciple to lead it so that, that we're passing the baton? And I, I think that the future is going to be very different from the past. A lot of guys are waiting to get back in the building and back to what they thought of as normal. Um, yeah. The future belongs to guys like your friend. Anyway, I keep interrupting. Go ahead and, and, and share some no, of your this. I'm... I'm very curious about what you think about the future because I, it definitely seems like COVID-19 has been catalytic for, you know, and accelerated some major changes that are happening. And, um, and, and having, having a current congregation, it was, it's been challenging to introduce these online options, but then the people that come online are really connecting and it's like a real expression of faith and, um, you know, so it's really interesting, but then for like somebody like Joe, who's starting out, it's all they had. Yeah. So they started online with these different zooms and then they would do things where they just needed the skate. So they'd have gatherings, but it wouldn't necessarily be a church service. Sure. It'd be like at the, at the time, I think in Portland, they could meet at the park. They couldn't have a church service, but they could, they could go and the kids that wanted to skate could skate the skate park and the families, they could just be there you know, and wearing their masks and everything. So they started doing some park things, but then, you know, COVID got bad again, the second wave and Portland's freezing cold and it's raining. So then they got shut out of the park. I I grew up spending my summers in that park, Montebello Park. No kidding. I I lived one mile mile from that place. Uh, There's another guy we never met. He would have been playing basketball while I was in the swimming pool. And years later, we got hooked up in Southern California. He went off to Europe. They planted 55 or 60 churches. Um, 
it, it, it's wow. that, that that place has been a, a seedbed for a lot of good things. There's there's a church nearby there that's kind of branched out all over the northwest. There's some good stuff that's happened wow. in that, that little area. Kind of a little bit of a rundown area these days, I think. Yep. Yeah, it's a little bit like you said. It, I mean, it, if you were to like pick like your favorite place to live in Portland, most people probably wouldn't have picked this spot. But it was like the Lord was just drawing Joe and Katrina there, and then they're making all these connections, and through skateboarding. And then Joe, Joe we, I mean, this this happens like every day. He's down at the skate park, starts talking to somebody. He leads the guy to Christ. He says, "Hey, why don't you get baptized right here? The river's right there, which is really cold." The guy wants to get baptized, but then the other friend comes over, tries to talk him out of getting baptized, and that guy ends up receiving Christ, and then they both get baptized, and then they're calling somebody's mom that they have, they've been estranged for 10 years, and we're going to reconcile. Just like these total God, you know, things happening in the streets where, you know, you can't even go to church, but like, you know, Joe's just going to where the people are, and uh, so, yeah, so it's all just kind of snowballing in these Zoom groups and the skate park and however they can meet together with people, they're just trying to make it work creatively. And they, they were praying that they'd be able to ultimately have a, a place to meet. And, you know, that obviously we're not in a position to like buy a building or anything or necessarily even lease our own space. So we were hoping to find like a church um, or somewhere or a school where we could meet like in a kind of a, um, a shared space. But then, um, there's a church there that has a long history going way back and um, it's called Trinity, Trinity Covenant um, Church or Community, Trinity Community Church. Hopefully I'm not getting the facts mixed up here, but um, they have been, had a long history and a great church, but COVID, they, they were kind of an older congregation. And for a lot of churches that were in decline, COVID has kind of accelerated that and their elders had met and prayed and they felt like the, the, the right thing to do was to close their church and give their building to a church planner in the wow. neighborhood. And then that's when they found out about Joe. So they met Joe and they fell in love with Joe and Joe, it's like this total like marriage that's happening where they, you know, Joe loves them. They love Joe. They are trying to give away a building. Joe, desperately needs a space and as you know portland's not a not the most affordable it's actually very expensive yeah, yeah. uh you know in portland and so this building it, it's i think it's got about a four or five hundred seat auditorium and wow. it's got about 56 rooms um i've got a little bit of a uh, building envy <laughs> yeah, yeah. but uh, no not really but Oh man, it's a really nice building. And so they've got this dream to create a, um, we, there's a, a program that we started here in Santa Cruz with a, a friend of ours actually started it. We just kind of housed them called flow. I guess you could call it a micro church. And it was basically like a, an after school program for, and, and it ended up kind of attracting a lot of the troubled teens of, in the community because we created a safe place. We're right next door to a high school and we have skate ramps and basketball hoops and all that stuff. And so we created the safe place and we had like free jujitsu lessons and uh, hair, free haircuts. And we teach the kids how to give haircuts, you know, stuff like that. life skills. Yeah. Um, we did a class on how to, how to give a proper handshake, you know, how to, how to apply for a job and all these. So anyways, we're, we're going to be launching that in conjunction with 
um, they're kind of, so he wanted to call it Hope Church, but it's kind of cool because there was already a Hope Church down the street. So he's kind of got, they've got inspired to create a, a new movement called All City Church. And the vision is all the, all the city, you know, yeah, yeah. which you could never call it that in Santa Cruz. You could never use the word city. You know what I mean? It'd be like starting all city church on the North shore of Oahu. It's not a city, right? <laughs> it's the town. Um, but so they're calling it all city. And then they've got the mess hall thing is kind of part of it. That's the zoom communities. And then they're uh, going to be launching flow, which is this after, cause they've got this huge building. They're going to have wood shop for kids, wow. art and music lessons you know, just to reach out to the local community, they got the space and there's probably, um, I, I know for a fact that in that area, um, non it's the number one nonprofit capital of the nation, right? In Portland. And so there's a ton of nonprofits that are looking for space to use. So they're going to, kind of, they want to kind of create this space where the community can um, use it. And another thing that's kind of part of the dream too, is that skate church in Portland, you it's very influential. Skate Church has reached a lot of, a lot of people, thousands of skaters. Tim Mackey, is, who's you know a theologian and Bible teacher of today, he came to Christ at Skate Church, wow. and they're 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 they own a building, but it's on a, on a church property that's being sold. So they're looking for a new location, and um, simultaneously Joe's being given this building for all city church. And there's like this huge lawn that they've been saving for a future build. So who knows, it could become like the skate church skate park of Portland right wow. there. I'm just throwing a lot at you. Hopefully you're going you to probably have to edit this all out. <laughs> no, no, this is exciting. I, I'm not going to edit much of this. This is great stuff. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I think we're going to see coming out of COVID is, um, a lot of what's held back church planting has been churches controlling real estate that don't know what to do with mm -hmm. it. And I think one of the right. things that we're seeing are churches like Joe, and I'm not, you know, not trying to push this, but sharing space. And, and, and like, I have a friend who came from Russia. He's in North Hollywood, California. He grew up as a Russian speaking American and started a Russian speaking church that gave him a building, the denomination. And so he, Felt like the Lord spoke to him and said, you need to learn English because I called you here to speak to English speaking people. So then he, he pretty soon he's doing an English service and a Russian service. And the next thing he invites a Japanese congregation to share the building, a Filipino congregation, and I believe mm -hmm. a Hispanic congregation. And the last time I talked to him, besides the churches he's running, there were like five other churches going on in this building because wow. what we find is with especially immigrant cultures, but I think now, like the church I'm, I was with last night, their their main, if you'd call it a service, is on Tuesday nights in a in a coffee shop that closes at five o'clock. So they get the building after. Wow. There's thirty five thousand independent coffee shops in the country, a lot of whom are are are, are done by six o'clock or five o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, we're just looking wow. at all these options and thinking, COVID has kind of pulled the plug and uh, that on on the on the drain and it's draining a lot out of the church that's not real healthy and yeah. it, it's making room for fresh new things that are happening. I mean, this is exciting. I'm loving this. Yeah. It's exciting to see what's going to happen. You know, like you said, it just, when, when, when we can reimagine what church looks like, it, it's really done us a favor in a way where it's given us the, the gift of being able to reimagine 
Christian church. And I don't know that we'll be given this gift again, you know, that this opportunity that we have right now, it feels like probably the biggest one in our, in our lifetime. And I got to tell you, I think more people as hard as it is. And I know a lot of people are almost like disgruntled, like that the government's trying to stop the church, you know, and the funny thing about that is that I think, honestly, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the gospel has been preached to more people this year yeah. than in any time in history. I mean, there's more people alive and the technology and the internet, like that's our, been our experience. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmoore.net.